the seat and opened the lunch sack. Bologna and cheese, she said. And root beers. Thanks, Dad. Can't have you starving. Not on my watch. Dr. Gordon sat up front like a chauffeur in a pith helmet, a pile of notebooks on the seat next to him. Dewey took a deep breath. There hadn't been any new cars since before the war. The upholstery of the 1946 Plymouth still smelled like fresh carpet. Faint grease pencil marks remained on the back window, and the wood grain interior gleamed. Alamogordo, New Mexico, was a small, dusty place an hour from the Mexican border, tucked between the steep wall of the Sacramento Mountains on the east and the railroad on the west. They drove through town, past the depot and the gas stations and the lumber yard on Pennsylvania Avenue, until the street became a highway again. U.S. 70 was a straight line running southwest across the arid desert of the Tularosa Basin, 50 miles of flat sand with spikes of yucca and twists of choya cactus. Most of it was the White Sands Proving Grounds, owned by the United States government, where the Army was going to test a rocket today, and where they'd tested the first atomic bomb ten months ago. Sixty miles north, at Trinity, the heat of the blast had melted the desert sand into a sea of green glass. Dewey figured that was why, on the radio, newsmen seemed to say the name Alamogordo as if the town itself were evil, the place where the fear had begun. When the war ended, life in America was supposed to go back to normal. It hadn't. After Hiroshima, everyone in the world knew about the atom bomb, the secret gadget that the Gordons and her papa had worked on at Los Alamos. Now it was the bomb, with a capital B, as if it were the only one ever. People were afraid that they might all die in an instant, without any warning. That had always been true, Dewey thought. Nothing was certain, nothing was forever. Papa had died with no warning either, just crossing the street. Dewey felt like she had almost fallen, almost walked off the end of a plank, like in a Laurel and Hardy movie. But she had survived because another plank, the Gordons, had swung by just in the nick of time and become her family. She looked over at Suze and smiled, but Suze didn't notice. What exactly are we going to see? Suze asked her father. The first American rocket launched into outer space. Isn't it a German rocket? A V-2? Not anymore. How many did the Army get? Asked Dewey. Functional units? None. But we captured 300 boxcars full of parts— The sand's playing hell with the electronics, and there was a lot of damage in transit. But we hope to get 20 or 30 put together in the next year. Did they come with instructions? Dr. Gordon chuckled. Fourteen tons worth, all in German. That's why we brought Von Braun and his boys over. We'll be building missiles of our own, bigger and better, before you know it. He turned his attention back to the road and began tapping his fingers on the steering wheel to the jazzy rhythm of Atomic Cocktail playing on the radio. Dewey rolled her eyes. Stupid song. 
Forty-five minutes later, the car slowed as they approached a line of vehicles waiting at the gate to the base. When they reached the head of the line, the guard wrote down their license plate number in his logbook. Big crowd today, said Dr. Gordon. Better believe it. Navy brass, army brass, press, you name it. There'd better be a show this time. The guard shook his head. The guys from the War Department aren't here to watch another dud. Crossing our fingers, Dr. Gordon nodded. The base was small. A cluster of green wood-framed buildings, a few warehouses, and a large curved roof hangar. It looked a lot like the hill, Los Alamos. Dr. Gordon turned and headed out into the desert. Isn't this it? Dewey asked. Nope. The launch site is ten clicks, about six miles farther out. Is there a bathroom?